Thank you for tuning in once again into the Thirsty Bible Group podcast. This is your host, Twila Grace. And this podcast right here, sad to say, is our grand finale of the book of Daniel. And this is Daniel 12. I will be leading you through the book of Daniel chapter 12. I really hope that you have thoroughly enjoyed the journey through from Daniel chapter 1 all the way to Daniel 12. I also want to take this opportunity to thank all our guest speakers that came and dedicated their time, their time to study the word so that they could bring us what God was speaking to them for the chapter that they were leading through. So thank you so much to all our guest speakers. This week, because this is the last chapter, I want to celebrate a new track that's um, been released very recently by myself, Tula Grace, and my brother, Chipo. We've got a song called Hallelujah. If you haven't heard it yet, please make sure that you go onto our website and uh, you can find it there. You can go onto any digital media uh, platform and you'll be able to hear it there support music support our music and I hope that the song blesses you but just in case you haven't heard it you get the privilege of hearing the full track right here on our thirsty bible group and that's how we're going to kickstart this podcast today without further ado here is hallelujah by twilla grace and chippo enjoy Hey! 
Well, I was dancing along to my own track and I hope that you enjoyed it. And as I mentioned, please go over to all major digital platforms in order for you to put that song on repeat. You can also watch the lyric video on YouTube. So why don't we get started with Daniel 12 as we finalize the book of Daniel. Here we go. Stay tuned. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you for bringing us together one more time, Heavenly Father. Thank you for keeping us all safe in our daily endeavors since the last time we were here. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I pray that your Holy Spirit will saturate the atmosphere even right now. On this Zoom call, Heavenly Father, I pray that your presence will saturate this whole atmosphere though we are logging on from different geographical places but lord your word declares that wherever two or three are gathered in your name and this is why we have come together we have come together in your name lord each one of us coming to feed off of your table each one of us coming to feed off of your table tonight, Heavenly Father. I pray, God, that you would remove every anxiety, every nervousness in me, that, Lord, you would use me as to uh, the degree that you want to use me, Heavenly Father. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for the ears that are listening tonight, including my ears, God, that our ears would be open not only to hear what you have to say, but also to understand, Heavenly Father. Father, for your word in Daniel 12 says Daniel heard what was spoken, but he didn't understand it. So God, I pray in Jesus name that right now, oh, hallelujah, you would activate our hearing and understanding, activate our hearing and understanding, God, activate our hearing and our understanding. For your word is life. Your word births life. Your word gives life. In dead situations, God, when your word is spoken, it brings life. That is why in Genesis, we see that life became because your word spoke. Your word was there in the beginning. So God, even right now, I dedicate this whole session to you, Lord. Handing it over to you, God. Take off every single sense of pride or uh, self-esteem or anything that would draw attention to self father i pray uh, that you would remove it and that lord you would take all the honor and the glory in jesus name you know the hearts that have gathered here tonight so god i pray that each one shall go away fully satisfied with full bread not the crumbs but your, your very essence of your word in the name of jesus christ i pray with thanksgiving in my heart believing it's done amen and amen 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 i need i really need to hear some voices how's it going people are so quiet today i'm actually a bit concerned <laughs> because uh i know we're good at muting our mics when we start recording but everybody's quiet or maybe i should just get on with it Is anyone in a position to read for us? Because if I read, I feel like I'll be doing most of the talking. So if you are available to read for us, please go ahead and mute your mic and just read for us. 
you've got the sweetest name I know. I'm gonna tell it. I can't get that song off my head now. Okay, so nobody's reading. <laughs> I will start. I will start. Okay. Uh, who was that? Sorry. <laughs> I said I can read. Oh, go for it. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> you said Daniel 12, right? I just start from the beginning. Yeah, just start from the beginning. What version are you reading? What's the message? Um, sorry, good news. All right, so just for those who are, uh, yeah, for those who don't know, today we're looking at Daniel 12. So we have been studying the book of Daniel um, for the last few 12 weeks. So, well, 13 actually, because um, Daniel 11 was both um, two parts. So today we're looking at the final part of the book of Daniel. So we are in Daniel 12 and we'll be looking at the whole chapter. If you're just joining us for the first time, um, yeah, we, we've got the other previous chapters. You can catch up on them in your own time. They're all available on the podcast platforms. So today is Daniel 12. So we're going to go through it. I might, for the sake of those who joined us, just refer to a few notes from previously, if I can remember them. Um, but it's Daniel 12. So go ahead, Zangi. Sorry, what version are you reading? Zangi, what version are you reading? Oh, this is a good news Bible. Okay, go for it, go for it, go for it. All right, so it goes. The angel wearing linen clothes said, at that time, the great angel Michael, who guards your people, will appear. Then there will be a time of troubles. Sorry, then there will be a time of troubles. The West since nations came into existence. When that time comes, all the people of your nations whose names are written in God's book will be saved. Two, many of those who have already died will live again, and some enjoy eternal life. Live a, sorry, and some would, and some will enjoy eternal life, and some will suffer eternal disgrace. The wise leaders will shine with all brightness of the sky, and those who have and those who have taught many people to do what is right will shine like the stars forever. Four, he said to me, now Daniel, close the book and put a seal on it until the end of the word. Meanwhile, many people will waste their efforts trying to understand what's happening. Then I saw two men standing by a river, one on each bank. One of them asked the angel who was standing further upstream, how long will it be until these amazing events come to an end? The angel raised both hands towards the sky and made a solemn promise in the name of the eternal king. I said, oh, he heard them say, it will be three and a half years 
when persecution of God's people ends, all these things will have happened. Eight, I heard what he said, but I did not understand it. So I asked, but sir, how will it end? Nine, he answered, now you must go, Daniel, because these words are to be kept secret and hidden until the end comes. 10. Many people will be purified. Those who are wicked will not understand, but will go on being wicked. Only those who are wise will understand. 11. From the time of the daily sacrifices, from the time the daily sacrifices are stopped, that is, from the time of the awful horror, 1,290 days will pass. Happy are those who remain faithful until 1,335 days are over. And you, Daniel, be faithful to the end. Then you will die, but you will rise and receive your reward at the end of time. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for reading. So um, in, in the previous chapters, for the sake of those who are joining, just from memory, um, in Daniel 1, you find that basically Daniel and his friends are captured from one country to join another. And Nebuchadnezzar, the king of this uh, new place, is the one who is basically in charge of the capturing. And he's, he's said to his men not just to get uh, Billy Nojax. They have to basically have certain criterias and meet certain standards, i.e. they have to be wise guys, they have to be intelligent, they have to know their sciences, they need to be teachable. And it's very interesting that he wants them to be teachable because, you know, even in our world today, when we look at the every single person on, on this uh, uh, Bible study tonight, let's ask ourselves from the get-go, are we teachable people? Because if we're not teachable people, then the rest of the book of Daniel, the rest of the scriptures, even the whole teaching of salvation and getting to heaven, there's no point even going into that uh, arena. Because unless you are a teachable person, you can't be molded and shaped into um, whatever God desires you to be. So if a, a, a man who has you know, uh, less than good plans understands the principle of capturing people who are, you know, teachable people, then that is the very first question I'm going to say to us as we finalize on the book of Daniel. Let's ask ourselves, are we teachable people? Because we see how teachable Daniel is. I think I do remember uh, in one of the studies, I asked, I think it was Daniel 10 that I was last speaking on, and I was asking the question, what do you think it takes to have an excellent spirit? And Nkonde and Zangi had contributed saying, you know, you need to be focused. There were three items they mentioned. You need to be focused, you need to be disciplined, and I can't remember exactly the third one, but it you will see that theme follow through the book of Daniel. We've had loads of speakers, and when Derek Dalton came to us in Daniel 4, he was saying, let's look at the book of Daniel as a template for our lives. So we're not just going to read what we've read, what Zangi's read, and think of it as a story. I've highlighted a few key things that God was, um, you know, highlighting on my heart. And then there was other scriptures that seemed contradictory to what is in Daniel 12. 
But you know, the word of God doesn't contradict itself. It actually supports and emphasizes. So oftentimes, if you read something in scripture that you think, well, that doesn't sound like that's supporting scripture over there. You, you know, you've got to always uh, stop and that's a place for meditation. So obviously that's me talking about recap Daniel 1 and then we see obviously Daniel is a man who is having all these dreams and visions in the latter part of his life. The initial part to kind of introduce his gifting and his calling, we see him introducing, uh, interpreting the dreams of the king when nobody else can. And we see that the only reason he's able to do that, which he acknowledges and tells everybody is that, look, I am no different from the astrologers and magicians. They're all men like me. The only difference is the spirit that I carry is able to reveal the hidden things. The Bible says, that the spirit of God is the spirit of uh, all truth, the spirit of knowing. So this is why um, uh, it's, it's really important that we, first of all, kind of have that as a foundation, that even as we go through the last part of the book of Daniel, what we really need is to be A, teachable people, and two, to know and maybe examine our own hearts. Is the Spirit of God really governing every decision that we make and therefore governing everything that we are doing? So skipping forward to Daniel 12, which is where we are today, Verse one says, and at that time shall Michael stand up. What is that time? So this whole Daniel 12 is, imagine if you go back in time, let's say we're going back in time. Daniel was seeing where we are today. These, I believe, are basically the end times. We're experiencing new viruses that have never been there. We're experiencing new types of leaderships and decisions that have never been there. So it's talking about in that time, Daniel foresaw the time and the season that we're living in. Uh, I, I believe perhaps the beginning of those end times. So he foresaw those. What was interesting when I read this is it says, and at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince. I needed to ask myself, why is Michael showing up in this time? What is A, so important about Michael in comparison to all the other angels? And why is it that it's necessary that only he shows up for the job in this time? And I realized that when I started to do my research, I believe it's the Hebrew meaning uh, or the Greek, I need to clarify. But nonetheless, the name Michael means he who is like God. So he's the only angel that is, has a name that basically describes him to be like God. And anytime you see a vicious battle taking place, you will notice that Michael shows up on the scene. When you and I go through life and there's something that is beyond our capabilities of solving, on Friday night, we had a powerful prayer session. Those who are on the Bible study uh, session know about that prayerful prayer session where we're looking at the children of Israel. There are some things in life that we will face, ladies and gentlemen, that only God can solve. 
you could be the best map planner, the best whatever thing you might, whatever title you want to call yourself. But there comes a time in your life and my life that that, that job is only going to be filled by God himself that portion, that void, that empty place can only be filled by God himself. No matter how anointed, how gifted, how talented you are, there are just some things that you and I cannot execute and therefore need to depend on God himself. So it's interesting that as we're ending the book of Daniel, as he is telling us that I saw where you were back then, he starts off by saying, look, there's an angel who shows up on the scene. Basically, the, the bigger the equipment you need, the more powerful the equipment you need to fight your battle, the, 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 the bigger the battle you're fighting. So you can tell the intensity of the battle by the equipment needed. You can tell how big a job is by the number of people that need to do it. You cannot do a small battle with small tools. A large battle requires a large tool. So if we're starting off the book of Daniel with, hey, Michael, whose name means like God, he's an angel. He's the one angel that has a name that is basically saying his character is like God. Other angels may have other different duties. They may have different rankings, but Michael, the one who is like God is the man for the job. For lack of a better phrase, he's the man for the job for these end times. So in verse one, it says, and, it, it, and, and at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, for which standards for the children of thy people, whose people, Daniel's people, whose people, we are those people. So if we're facing uh, challenges in our lives, there must be an understanding that there are some things that no matter how gifted, as I said, you are, no matter how much your parents love you or how much you are surrounded by the best gang, the best, my circle, my tribe, whatever, there are some things that only God can come through. And as we go on, uh, one of the things I wrote down was uh, awakening of the dead. So we find that when uh, we, we basically have been told Michael, the most powerful great prince is showing up on the scene in that time, he's the man for the job. And we go further and it says, um, and in verse two, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Now, when you think about this, this is a season, an event that's taking place. You know, right now and in times past, you will hear, oh, maybe whether it's real or not, you will hear, uh, you know, this prophet raised one person from the dead. This person had, this person uh, laid hands on the sick and they got healed. That person over there, they are one, their stories scattered everywhere of people raising from the dead. But the time we're uh, headed to in Daniel 12 is talking about many of those who are asleep in the dust. It talks about in the revelation, the, uh, the, the, the coming of the second coming of Christ, when, you know, those who have died in him rise up and meet him in the clouds. And, you know, we begin to reign and go, go to this place that he's prepared for us. These are the times that we're talking about. We're not talking about scattered miracles of resurrection, but rather the time marked 
for those who are asleep in the dust. I, I drew particular interest to the word sleep. I just want to use this as a point of encouragement. Most of the things that we go through that we think are challenging, and this is for anyone who might be on this call that has a challenging situation. Most of the things that we go through that um, seem very challenging, uh, for us, they look huge, they look massive. But with God, those are the things that are so minute, which is why when you employ the right person for the job, they will do the job, which is why Michael has to be employed for that particular time, the end times for the job to be done, which is why when we have a difficult situation in our lives, rather than employ friends, gossip, employ, uh, and I use the word employ not to, very loosely, to basically say, you know, employment is basically you've been hired for the job. People, they believe you can do the job. But when it comes to solving uh, difficult situations in our lives, we must understand that there are some things, I will keep repeating it, there are some things that only God can solve. As far as Jesus is concerned, death is like sleep. And we see that because in uh, the language in Daniel 12, 2 is saying, many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. The last time we see Jesus referring to death as sleep, I wonder if someone can go to, I'm going to pick on names just so we can uh, go through this uh, smoothly. So if I call your name, please do me a favor and go to that scripture so that you are able to uh, share in the reading with us. So Chichi, if I can ask you to go to Luke chapter 8 and verse 52. Luke chapter 8, 52. And Conde, if you could read John 11 and 11. Let's look at what the scripture says on sleep. So yeah. Uh, Chichi, you go first as soon as you're ready, please. Okay. Um, Luke chapter 8, verse 52. I'm yeah. uh, reading from the New King James Version. And okay. the Bible reads, Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, Do not weep. She's not dead, but sleeping. Okay. So this is talking about the, the, the girl that Jesus went to raise from the dead. The funeral was up and running and he's like, don't fret. She is what? Sleeping. Everybody else felt this is the end of the world. But look at what happens when the right man for the job turns up on the scene. So if you, this is an encouragement. If there is a dead situation in your life right now, rather than spend time throwing a pity party and calling people to come and mourn with you, how about take that to Jesus, who is the perfect man for the job. Let him assess the situation and tell you whether that thing is really dead or it's asleep and just needs waking up. So, so can we go to John eleven eleven? I don't know who was reading that. Okay, that's me. Yeah. I'm reading from Good News Bible. And John 11 verse 11 reads, Jesus said, Jesus said this and then added, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I will go and wake him up. Don't you just love how chill Jesus is? Amen. Like if your friend or your 
you, somebody that you love is dead the 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 thing you do is panic isn't it you just oh but look at his response our friend lazarus has gone to sleep so i am going to wake him up that's what happens when we employ the right person for the job we know the story of lazarus jesus turns up four days he's in the grave the sisters are like look you he's thinking right now so there are a lot of us who may have a situation that we've buried we feel that it's actually stinking there's actually no point jesus don't even open that door don't go there i've already given up on that area i have shut all hope i've closed it but look at what happens when the right person for the job turns up they are equipped to raise that thing up to life i don't know uh, this is very far off what daniel 12 is about but when i saw the word sleep those are the scriptures that came and i felt led that i must share exactly that so maybe it may be that there are people who are on this Bible study that have given up hope in a certain area, okay? I, I just need you to take that nugget away. And if God says, yes, put it to sleep because I've got something else for you, fair enough. But oftentimes we have put certain things to sleep because we, we don't, we've come to end of self and we think that's it. We've we've thrown a, a ceremony where we've called our friends to come and throw pity parties and cry with us on things that God is saying, I'm on my way to come and wake that up. So now going back to uh, Daniel uh, 12, in the end times, we see that even death, there's a song that says even death couldn't hold him down. Even death, even in the end times, with God, all things are possible, where many of them that are asleep in the dust of the earth shall wake up. Now, the difference here, and this is for us who are on this call, and I want to stress this out because next month, um, God, God was speaking to uh, me about, you know, going back to the basics. You know, we've looked at Ruth, we've looked at uh, searching the scriptures, we've looked at Daniel, but the basis of our faith is salvation. If you can't answer the reason why you believe in Jesus to a non-believer, if you can't answer the reason why you are saved, then we need to actually go back to basics. And sometimes we may think that, uh, you know, salvation is an easy topic. We know it all, but uh, we've got fathers that are coming to speak to us about salvation in the next month. And I feel that it's important to mention that because those who are asleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So I want to say this, everybody gets to live twice. This whole YOLO business is a lie from the enemy. You only live once is a lie. It clearly says here that even if you are asleep in the last days, when that time comes, everybody will rise up again. Depending on how you lived your life, depending on if you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior or not, you will still rise up. And then depending on your faith, prior to the, the first death, you either get to live in eternal life or eternal shame and damnation. But there's no such thing as YOLO. Uh, let's just get that. If you're a child of God, 
there's no such thing as you only live once. I understand the whole principle, yes, enjoy your life and all that kind of stuff. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But we let's not get carried away with YOLO so much. Um, it, it interferes with how we, we are living our lives because when how we live our lives now will determine uh, which kind of resurrection we get to take part in. And I believe the fathers will clarify a lot more on that when they touch on salvation. The next thing I saw read through, does anyone have any questions so far or shall I carry on? If you have any questions, please just unmute your mic interrupt and ask and uh then i'm gonna leave about about 20 minutes at the end for contributions from everybody but this is just if you have questions in the meantime as i'm speaking just unmute and ask the question if i can answer it i will if not i'll write it down and get back to you um so uh, the next thing i saw as i was reading this is that you know First, we're told, okay, Michael, perfect guy for the job. He's like God. This is going to be, well, I, I want to backtrack a little bit. There's a scripture that says there's nothing new under the sun. When I was reading Daniel 12, the first type of uh, thing that I saw contradicting was in Daniel 12, 1, where it says, uh, halfway through, it says, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even that same time. So it, it, this really is an emphasis of why uh, Michael has to show up because these are going to be troublesome times that nobody is familiar with. When you look at coronavirus, there are no leaders on the planet Earth right now that know or have the right recipe. Whether they, you know, before uh, COVID and before Brexit, the people thrived on the terms uh, third world country and uh, developing countries and all this kind of stuff. Right now, there's no such thing. Everybody brought to the same level, same. It doesn't matter whether your, your economic background is greater than the next country, everybody, same level. So these are difficult times that you will turn to China, turn to America, turn to uh, Zimbabwe, ask the leaders there. Nobody really can give you a formula, which is why the most important thing is employ the right man for the job. Daniel in, uh, is told to seal the books. When I read this, I was um, having a really strong impression on how, uh, first and foremost, especially this generation where uh, we want to know everything. We want to know everything. So I'll just read from verse 4 it says but thou O daniel shut up the words and seal the book actually let's backtrack verse 3 says and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament uh when i was doing the promo video that that uh just uploaded now when it should have uploaded uh, uh, hours ago what the song that came to mind funny enough was uh rihanna's uh, shine bright like a diamond the world has a different version of what would make you shine. 
So this is why I'm saying, I understand the whole principle of YOLO, but let's be so careful with some of the world terminologies because the enemy is very subtle. In the Garden of Eden, the enemy just simply said, did God really say? So it's not that he came and reinvented the wheel and put a proposal before Eve that she would have seen from afar, like that is totally wrong. The enemy always brings subtle suggestions that almost... Uh, you know, imply that there's some truth in it, but there's a trick in it because he's the father of all lies. So when we are, when we are studying here that, um, that those who are wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they shall shine forever. One of the versions actually said that those who teach the truth shall shine forever. But when you see how the world operates, or even the song that uh, Rihanna, for example, is singing about, shine bright like a diamond, the question is, what is it that will make you and I shine in our own individual lives? What is it that, you know, if the scripture is saying that, um, you know, we are the salt of the earth, if the scripture is saying, Jesus is saying, I'm the way, the truth and the life and the light, it means we need to possess him in order for us to have this reflection, in order for us to be able to shine. Now, when it comes to uh, the word shining, shining simply means to stand out. There's a scripture that talks about, can you light a candle and hide it underneath a table? No, it doesn't belong there. It belongs on the table so it can provide light to the surrounding area. So now we... We are talking about uh, being able to shine uh, even in your place of work, even in your school, even in your home, even around uh, your friends. Uh, there's a season that we were doing 5 a.m. prayers, I think it was a, a few months ago, and the constant message that the Holy Spirit kept bringing up was for us to prepare and position so that we may be solution finders, not problem finders, so problem solvers. So if we are going to shine bright like a diamond let it not be to the standard of the world but let it be according to the standard of the word of god so and they will be those that are wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament so wisdom has has a very strong link to your ability to shine wisdom has your a very strong link with your ability to shine you can only shine and god says if any man lacks wisdom let him ask let him ask from god who gives it more abundantly each one of us is entitled as a child of god uh, to have as much wisdom as we can download from god or as little wisdom as we can download from god uh, i see someone's hand up Yes. Yes, uh, I have a question. Is it okay if I can ask this question? Yeah, go but for it's it. It's the right time to ask the question, maybe. Yeah. It's fine? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, first, I love how you're explaining, by the way. Uh, I just wanted to find out. Yeah. You know, today I saw a post on Facebook which really bothered me. Uh, someone shared something that Pastor Chris, and I'm sure everybody knows Pastor Chris from Nigeria. Yeah, so yeah. I saw a post where 
this boy was saying that um, he, he saw a vision really while this ending more like in two years time it will end god is coming so my question is is it possible for someone or a prophet to whoever is called to actually see the end time because i know in the bible it's not written that no one knows the hour the time when god will come so is it possible based on what we are reading in chapter 12 yeah that's my question hope it's clear yeah thank you for that question that's a really good question and i think your question also has an answer in it um the bible says that in the last days which is where we are now which is why you're seeing posts like that uh the bible says that there there will be many who will be deceived uh some will say oh jesus has appeared in the hill let's go and the people go Woo. oh no he's in the valley let's go Woo. Many prophets will deceive many. Uh, so, um, with, with all due respect to uh, the speakers that you've just mentioned, the word of God, even the Bible says, not even the son of man, Jesus Christ himself knows the day he is returning. He's waiting for an instruction from the heavenly father. So I don't, I struggle psychologically, let's even leave the physical, uh, mentally or uh, what's the word um, uh, yeah just by thinking about the statement that that is made in the word of God without being too spiritual I struggle how Jesus Christ the son of the living God who God said this is my son in whom I'm well pleased doesn't even know the day he's returning and yet pastor Chris knows or uh, you know Bishop T.D. Jakes knows or even I say one day guys I know the hour he's coming run that's the answer does that clarify uh, that for you yes yeah yes. thank you very much I love, I love the fact that you mentioned that even Jesus Christ doesn't know the hour the no time. he doesn't he doesn't and that, we are about to read even in the book of Daniel 12 there's a stage where Daniel is asking too much questions. We're getting there, but thank you for your question. It's a great question. We're headed there. He's told, go your way. He's told yes. basically, Daniel, that's enough. You know too much. No, not you know too much. You know enough for where you are right now. There are some things that God keeps a secret for the appointed time. And anyone who comes and says they know before God reveals it, well, uh, no. Tammy, is that a hand up or is that a uh, just, just wanted to say this. Someone shared that. Sorry? Uh, I just wanted to say this. Just maybe that people follow. I just wanted to say this. Maybe that people follow Pastor Pisa. Uh, that post was just uh, someone said something. I didn't see it on his actual page. So maybe, um, maybe someone may make something up. I'm really struggling uh, to hear you because the. Sure that from him exactly, but it, the page I saw it was it had his strength. Okay, I I'm struggling to hear you. Maybe you can type the question if it's a question because it keeps cutting out every second. I can barely hear you. I'm not sure if any anybody else could. Um, so Tammy, you've got your hand up. Is that your hand up or? Yes, my okay. hand was. 
Yeah, just just to add to what uh, is it Bupe uh, was. I think the word the Bible is clear about so many things that I think we sometimes overlook, and uh, in the aspect that he has asked the question, I think the Bible has only given us um, I think signs to know that we're living in the last days. Yes. You know. Yes, yeah. he's given us things that we can look out for, for us to know that we're actually living in the last days. But nowhere in the word is it, um, has it given us a time or date on when Christ will come. And so, and like uh, Twila had mentioned, not even Christ knows. So people can speculate to say, okay, it's going to come soon because we're already living in the last days. But to mention a date and a particular time, I think that's just, uh, for lack of a better term, wrong because there's nowhere in the Bible. So where is his, where, where is he basing his uh, speculation? Or Yeah, speculation is a word. Yeah, and, and Jesus has been given the name above every other name. So you could be Twila Grace, you could be Alf Lucao, you could be T.D. Jakes. Your name is still lower than Jesus. Now, if Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming, how do you know when he's coming? Anyway, um, that's that. So. Hello. Um... Um, I think okay, there's I'll, take one more, I'll take one more question so we can carry on um, because we're running behind time. I'll leave some more time right at the end, but I've got to get out what I was given. But that, um, I'll take one more question. I, I think it was a question. I don't know who wanted to say something. Yeah, I just wanted to add on. Um, not too sure, but the scripture I think should be Revelation 16, verse uh, 15, uh, something that says, uh, Behold, I'm coming as a thief um, in the night. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see shame. This scripture is in Revelation. So it's, it's more like um, nobody really knows because wow. for him to say, uh, it's coming like a thief is in the night. It's like you, you, you know, be aware. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's what I wanted to add on. Yeah. So don't be deceived. There are some things that you're even when you read it and your spirit is like, hmm, that's a good sign. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, He will quicken your spirit to say, that's a lot of things to go in the bin. <laughs> rubbish basically um so uh thank you for that question that's a really good question and uh it, it's not it's not to name and shame these men of god because i'm sure uh you know that they, they've done some things that have glorified the name of god but it's just to bring to our attention and our awareness that do not don't let those things derail you off your faith it's not in the scripture therefore we cannot take it as gospel that's just the end of it we respect them we bless god for their lives but it's not uh, in the word so 
Daniel Silver book. I want to talk a bit about that. So um, first of all, I want to bring it close to home, close to thirsty, close to every person on this call. Daniel 12 and 3 says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and, and, they, and, they, and they that uh, turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. So your reward for bringing somebody into kingdom, for bringing people into Christ, is that you will shine like the star forever and ever. So if anybody on this prayer call has Rihanna's number, just let her know that the Bible says in order for you to shine like a diamond forever and ever, one needs to bring souls to Christ. Nothing else qualifies you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Um, in verse four, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, uh, knowledge shall be increased. This really also answers the question that we just looked at. You know, there's a lot of people going to and fro, being busy bodies, being busy, busy, busy. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But what's all of this running to and fro amounting to? I want to ask somebody to read um, Job chapter 2, verse 2. So can someone please go there? Uh, uh, Miss Nanyangwe, please go to Job 2 and 2. Joe is on the call. Yay! My brother's on. Woohoo! Um, okay, celebration over. Miss Nanyangwe, Job 2 and 2. Please go there. I'm going to give two other scriptures and then we can talk about this a bit more. Okay? Uh, so after, after Miss Nanyangwe, can I please have. Uh, no. Um, I want someone to. Tasha, Tasha, <coughs> Tasha, there's two Tashas. I believe Tasha, Tasha is Tasha Radiant Girls. Tasha Radiant Girls, could you go to Esther chapter 4 and 14? And then Namonje, go to Genesis 3 and 22. Before those scriptures are read out, I want to say something, okay? So do you guys know your scriptures? Because I won't remember the names I called out. Just say John 2 2 or Job chapter 2. Oh, Job J O B. Okay. As in, as in get a job as a pediatric doctor. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Job 2 and 2. And then um, just before you guys share or read the scriptures, I want to read um, both Daniel three, uh, 4. Four and five, because that's what those scriptures are relating to. It says, but thou, O Daniel, as we are reading this, um, I should have said this at the beginning, it may sound like it's all over the place, but I want us to study this today like different thoughts. It's one chapter, but there's so much things going on. There's different thoughts. So they're broken down in different thoughts. And I'm going to try by God's grace to uh, go through both thoughts with us. So. Four and five of Daniel 12 say, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, um, knowledge shall be increased. 
Then I, Daniel, looked and behold, there stood two other, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on the other side of the bank of the river. Uh, verse six, and one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the rivers, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? Um, verse seven, and I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven and swore by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, time and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. I'll stop there for now. So who's reading Job two and two? I'm reading Job 2, verse 2. Okay, go for it. Okay, so this is uh, the Amplified Vision, and it says, The Lord said to Saturn, From where have you come? Then, then Saturn answered the Lord, From roaming around on the earth and, walking f and from walking around on it. Okay, so the, the um, Lokanji, I want to take this opportunity real quick to say, sorry, I didn't reply to your message, but I replied it in my heart. Thank and I'm you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, your voice just reminded me. Okay, going back to the study, the, the father of going to and fro, the father of being so busy and not achieving zero out of your busyness is the devil himself. I, I had us read that because the, I think I posted the message in the group uh, last week about God sharing how, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, going going to and fro was the thing that it was almost like a distraction strategy that God came up with because the enemy was trying to attend a meeting that he wasn't qualified for. And God is saying, where have you come from? Have you noticed my servant? And he goes off to torment Job. Meanwhile, a meeting carries on going forward. So we are seeing a lot of people being busy, proclaiming things that aren't even in the word of God. And like I said, the scripture does say in the end times, people will run saying, oh, Jesus is at the hills, you're busy running to the hills. The Bible doesn't tell you he's going to land on the hill, you know, it, it, oh, he's in the valley. And people are going to and fro. And as we can see, knowledge has really increased. We can see, you know, Wi-Fi is something that we are all used to now. When it first came out, it was so weird. It spooked us all out. How can you be using Wi-Fi? Bluetooth, when it first came out, it spooked us out. You know, now, uh, Uncle, what's his name? Uncle Gates is trying to invest money in a, vi a, a vaccine for this coronavirus. All of these things are showing, like Tammy was saying, that we've been given signs of when, uh, you know, what type of things to look out for, the, the things that mark the 11th hour, but we don't know when. So even now in, in Daniel, that's what he was, he was uh, shown, that a, a sure sign of the end times will be people running to and fro, knowledge increasing, and then uh, in verse 5, Daniel looks and behold, he sees two men. So we already see the thought now has changed. Okay, the thought has changed now. So who's reading um, Esther 4 and 14? I am reading. 
Esther 4, verse 14, and the Bible reads, If you do not speak up now, we will, because you live in the... Oh, sorry. If you do not speak up now, we will somehow get help. But you and your family will be killed. It could be that you were made queen for a time like this. Right. And... Um... And the Genesis 3.22, thank you, Tasha. Genesis 3.22, who's reading that? I'll read it. Genesis 3.22, the Bible says, um, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil, and now let least he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So this is after Adam and Eve have sinned and God says, okay, you know, they've eaten the forbidden fruit that I said to them, don't eat. If we keep them in the garden of Eden, they will, you know, stretch out their hand and eat the fruit of life, okay? Which means they will begin to live forever with no interruption of the death process, the first death process. So God says a solution to this is to kick them out and he kicks Adam and Eve out of Eden. So because of that, they, they now are cursed, uh, you know, to till the ground and they have to work hard for those things and all that kind of stuff. And now from that period, human beings have to go through the process of death. But in Daniel uh, 12, where we see that in the end, what happens is God always intended for us to have eternal life. But that because of the sin in, in the Garden of Eden, we're kicked out um, because God doesn't want us to eat the fruit of life before it's time. So he has to kick us out to cause that interruption, interruption before it's time. Um, I'm not a theologian and theologians can really go into the depth of the whole meaning of that, but I just want us to take that glimpse of that uh, especially with Genesis 3 and 22, God does things for a reason. God does things for a reason. We see that Adam and Eve are kicked out of the Garden of Eden so that they don't eat the fruit of life, so that they don't get to live forever before time. We also see Mordecai reminding Esther, look, that your husband is about to kill all the Jewish people. If you operate from a place of fear and don't stand up for your people, help will come from somewhere else, but you might perish. And who knows, maybe you have come into the palace for a specific purpose, for this very reason. So when we read Daniel, and I want to use those scriptures that have just been read in connection with where Daniel was told to go his way, with relating it with our lives today. A lot of us want to eat the fruit of life before it's time. A lot of us want the job before it's time, marriage before it's time, money before it's time. Me included, I've had to repent for some the things that I was like, God, I'm qualified for this. And you know, when you have that thing in your heart that desires something before it's time, what happens is you, you become a, um, a target for the enemy. I think it was Jacqueline that taught uh, 
one of the books in Daniel, and she was talking about the only reason we can be easily tempted is if we have something in us that responds to that temptation. Eve had something in her that responded to the temptations of the enemy, which is why she ate the fruit. So when we, when we are talking about Daniel in uh, 12 and uh, uh, verse nine, I'm, I'm gonna go back, but I want to use these scriptures to elaborate this verse here. Verse nine, it says, and he said, verse eight, I'll start from eight. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? We often want to know everything at the start. God said to Abraham, pack your bags, go, leave your mother and father's house and I'll take you to a place where uh, I, I will show you. Um, God also takes Adam and Eve out of uh, this land and out of uh, the Garden of Eden because of uh, something that they had done and as a consequence. So here, Daniel is, a, he's a man who is gifted with dreams and interpretation. And what I found interesting is that he finds himself in a place where he can't even interpret what he's seeing. He can't give us an answer. He now becomes a student. So there are times that you and I, Remember, we started off saying, employ the right man for the job. Let's not be too proud with our gifts and our talents that we don't become students. Remember, I started off by saying, for the sake of those who are joining us, the whole book of Daniel starts off with um, the king saying, I want you to capture teachable people. As a child of God, if you are not teachable, you will run into so many problems because the lack of being teachable means that you won't result to anything. You become one of the busybodies going to and fro and God can't reveal a thing. So Daniel becomes a student. He starts to ask the question, all these things that you're showing me, when will the end be? So that's a scripture to all the prophets and the pastors who are declaring they know when Jesus is coming back because that answer was not even revealed to Daniel. And it says in verse nine, and he said, go thy way. I want to encourage those of us on the platform today who are asking God, Father God, when, when, when? When God has given us signs to say, okay, when you see this, this will come. When you see that, this will come. Be content with that. Don't be wanting to know more than you can chew. Because when you know more than you can chew, you get kicked out as it was in the Garden of Eden. God says they've become like us. They know good and evil. We keep them here. They'll next minute try and stretch out for the fruit of life and they'll start to eat it before their due time. When you operate from a place of fear and you know it's, it's a two-way thing, you're in, you're in the place that you're called to be but you're not functioning in the purpose you were called to be. Mordecai said to Esther, maybe your function in this season, in that place that you are, is so that you can help save the Jews. But if you don't operate in that function, also, you will get kicked out. So here we see Daniel asking as a student, when will this be? But he's asking from a place of, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, thank you for letting me know that spoke to you. Um, because sometimes when you're saying that, but anyway, I'm just letting God have his way. Uh, so 
going back to eight, um, Daniel becomes a student. He humbles himself. He acknowledges the things that he doesn't know. And look, this is for the people. Thank you, Jesus. This is for the people who have been praying to God for specific things. And God has maybe said no. And God has said, hold on. And you're all of a sudden thinking he's not a faithful God. Sometimes God will withhold things from you until the appointed time. He doesn't want you to eat of the fruit of life before you can handle it. So Daniel is told, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. In Revelation, there's a, a scripture that's talking about, take the book, open it up, eat the word. You know, there, there has got to be that Ecclesiastes 3 moment, a time to shut up the book, a time to open it. In this case, Daniel was told, close the book up. I wonder, is there chapters in your life that God is trying to shut up, but you keep trying to open them before their time? Or is there chapters in your life that you're trying to open and God is like, keep them closed, keep them closed, and you're trying to open them. So let's, let's be students again by saying, God, where do you want me to be in this season of my life? What do you want out of me? Am I in the right place? Remember, we're not studying the book of Daniel for decorations. We're studying it so we can make it uh, applicable to our own lives. What books is God telling you, close the book? What book is God telling you, open it and read it and eat it now? What job is God telling you let go? What job is God telling you go for? What, what, what is it? What is it in your life that God wants you to activate that you're not activating? What is it that God wants you to put to sleep that you're still keeping awake? Um, let's know our season. If we don't know our season, we may end up eating the wrong fruit the right fruit at the wrong time. We may end up in the palace, but not operate under the reason why we're in that palace. And we may end up like the devil who's going to and fro, just looking for busybody, no, nothing to show for. The next thought that I saw was that, um, I go back up a little, it says in verse six, and he said to the one man clothed in linen, when you look up linen, you find out that when Jesus arose from the dead, the Bible says that, uh, someone wants to say something? Okay, when you see, um, in the book of Mark, Matthew, and Luke, I just want to say that the, I, I was asking uh, myself, why is it important that we know that, uh, first of all, Daniel in verse 5, he says, I looked and behold, there were two, one that stood on one side of the bank of the river and the other on the other side of the river. Okay, so when you look at that, you notice that um, I've always been saying how the word of God is its, its own witness. The Bible says that, you know, without a matter uh, having at least two witnesses, it cannot be established. It has to be established uh, when there's two witnesses, at least two witnesses, you know. So when you look at the word of God, 
in, in Daniel here, it's saying that there were two men that Daniel saw, which means that whatever he saw and whatever was spoken was the truth and it was established. So if you ever, um, I don't mean to pick on that question, but I really love the question that was asked about Jesus Christ returning on these posts. Please, please, please. The Bible says that you have to, um, you know, uh, what is it? Treat your salvation with fear and trembling. It costs you so much to get here. Don't allow to be deceived. What Daniel saw was two men, one standing on one side of the river, the other standing on the other, which automatically tells me because there's two witnesses that whatever he's about to tell me is established. Now, when you take the scenario of one man standing on one side of the bank of the river and the other on the other side of the river, I was asking God, why were they positioned that way? And he took me back to, um, he took me back to, to when Moses and the Israelites were crossing uh, over the uh, over the ocean, over the river, we are told that they came to the edge of the waters, right? And behind them, Pharaoh was coming, chanting and, you know, screaming, I'm gonna get you, I'm paraphrasing, because it's like an action movie, isn't it? I'm coming to get you, why did you leave? That's Pharaoh coming. And they get to the edge of the river. Now they're like, Moses, did you bring us out here to die? But what we don't see on that scenario before God splits the ocean is we don't see the other side. We don't see life on the other side. We are just, we could be the Israelites who are panicking because the enemy is coming behind us. So if we're talking about Daniel being uh, the, the, a glimpse of the last, uh, last days, the end times, we are told that there's these two witnesses who are standing in two different parts of the riverbank. It, it could also mean that, they, that what they are seeing is the beginning and the end. So therefore, whatever they'll say, it's almost like, imagine if you go to the top of the hill, you have a better view of the land than somebody who's standing in the valley. So with, a, with Moses and the Israelites, all the Israelites could see was what was on one side of the riverbank. That's all they could see was Pharaoh coming for them. They couldn't see far ahead. Even when God split the ocean, they were walking on land, but they couldn't really see what was ahead of them. And yet what Daniel is given the privilege of is to notice these two men standing one on one side of the bank of the river and the other one on the other, meaning that there's, the, there's that in between space, but they're able to see things from all areas, from all areas, from all areas. My prayer is that whatever side of the river you may be standing on, that you will trust God, even if Pharaoh is chanting at you. Pharaoh in our lives can mean different things. Pharaoh can mean an oppressor. It can mean a thought pattern. It can mean those challenges that you found so difficult to run away from, to get away from. And just when you think, oh my goodness, I'm succeeding, you get to the edge of the river and there's no place to go. It feels like you're just about to drown. But perhaps could it be that God has brought you to that edge of the river and just so that he can split the ocean and you get to cross 
crossover while Pharaoh is the one that drowns. And if we need any more clarification, like Daniel, he's given the privilege of seeing these two men on either side of the bank of the river. They tell us the story of what's happening on one side and the other. In verse six, and one said to the man clothed in linen, linen represents purity. When you read the gospels, Mark, Matthew, and Luke, they all say when Jesus Christ um, died, Joseph of Arimathea, he basically took the body of Jesus Christ and wrapped it in linen clothing. Yeah, and there's a few other scriptures, Ezekiel 9 and 10, we won't go there, Ezekiel chapter 9 and chapter 10, all talk about uh, angels that showed up in fine linen. Fine linen basically represents purity. It means you are set apart, you are drawn out. Um, and so we see that the one, the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, the last time you saw a person walking on the water was Jesus Christ himself. Peter gets the ability to do that as long as he keeps his eyes focused on Jesus Christ. So here in, in Daniel 6, Daniel is saying that there's a man clothed in fine linen, which represents purity, and he's walking on water. How long? This is prophetic in itself. Whenever you see water, those who've been at thirsty for a while, we know that the water represents the word of God. So when you see Jesus, who is in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. You see him walking on water. That's a double whammy. He is the word walking on the word. The water represents the word. As long as Peter kept his eyes on the word, which was Jesus, he didn't sink on the water. But as long as he's now started to doubt, he started to doubt Oh, I'm all of a sudden doing this impossible thing. He started to sink. So the only reason you will remain standing and walk on water is if you keep your eyes on the word. Now we see um, that Daniel has seen a man clothed in linen representing purity. Again, this man who represents purity is upon the waters. What is it that will make you and I pure? What is it that will make you and I wear linen? This is a metaphor I'm using, guys. What is it that will make you and I pure is when we stand on the word of God. Nothing else will make you shine like a diamond unless you speak righteousness into your people around you. Each one of us have people that we influence. Nothing will make us shine like a diamond unless we speak righteousness. Nothing else will make us pure as white as snow unless we stand on the very word of God. And it says here, Daniel saw a man clothed in linen which was upon the waters. How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? He asked him. And uh, I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters, and he held up his hands and lifted them up to heaven. When I read that, I thought, no, 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 you shouldn't swear upon heaven. But, you know, um, there's a scripture in, I, want, I would like someone to help me with this one, maybe someone we haven't heard from. Um, okay, Inonge, could you go to Psalms 24, 3 and 4? 
just prepare yourself. I want to show you something that God was like, it's cool. It's okay. Let him swear by heaven. Because the scripture says in Psalm 24, 3 and 4, which Ilonge will read for us. Are you ready? I'm almost there. Psalm okay. 24. 3 and 4. Um, okay. So I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Who may ascend unto the mountain of the Lord, and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to what is false, nor has sown deceitfully. Okay, so we already see there the criteria of the person who goes up into the holy place, one with clean hands, one with a pure heart, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, so what we see now in the book of Daniel 12 is where he's saying this man clothed in linen, which represents purity, is standing on the word of God. And now he is the one who's qualified to lift up his hands and what swear by the name of the living one. The, the name of the one that lives forever. That for me was so powerful because when he says you cannot, you cannot go up, you can't descend into the holy place um, and you can't, um, uh, where's that scripture? I'm sure I did write it down. Yes, Inonga, please go to Matthew 5 and 34. I know you just read, but the one that I was actually looking for is Matthew 5 and 34. Let's go there because that tells us. So this is one that when you read Matthew 5 and 34, and then you read Daniel 12 and uh, 7, you'd think that the Bible's contradicting. But when you read underneath, you see that it's actually supporting each other. So what does Matthew 5 and 34 say? Uh, it says, but I say to you, do not make an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God. Okay, so it, it's the throne of God, which is why you have to treat with cautious. You know, think of it like those of you who've had parents who like in the living room, there is a chair for dad. Nobody sits in that chair. We didn't have that in my house, but I noticed that when I go visiting that some homes, there's a chair that is for dad. Nobody sits in there. Think of it that way. And God is saying, no one is to swear by heaven because that is the throne room of God. And yet in Daniel 12 verse 7, we see, and I heard the man clothed in linen, representing purity, which is upon the waters, the word of God, when he held up his hand and lifted up his hands towards heaven, and he swore by him that lives forever, and that, shall, that it shall be for a time, time and a half. So there are, there are places in the, in the heavenlies. God is a God of order. He doesn't like disorder. So if you are going to go in the high places and speak things or even decree and declare things, let's make sure that we're clothed in linen. We're clothed in purity. Let's make sure that we are standing on the word of God, because only when you are clothed in linen and standing on the word of God, if you're clothed in purity and standing on the word of God, can you say things to the throne room of God, which is why the prayers, the Bible says the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. 
The prayers of wicked people, they do this. They hit the ceiling and they bounce down. They hit the ceiling and they bounce down. But here comes this person who's clothed in purity, standing on the word of God. So whatever he spoke, heaven recognized and said, yes, that sounds like my throne room. That sounds like somebody who understands how things work up here. So my challenge to us is that when we are praying, is our attitude and our thought process clothed in linen? Where if God was to do a brain surgery over our, each and every one of our minds, can he find pieces of linen? Remember linen represents purity. So we're using linen as a metaphor. Can he find the water in your heart? Can he find his word hidden in your heart? Because unless those two marry, it will be difficult for you to pull down heaven's will on earth. The reason why, okay, let me be careful about that. Yes. So the reason why sometimes our prayers aren't answered is because there's a lack of linen and there's a lack of water a lack of purity and a lack of the word. But we can rectify that, we can change that. God doesn't reveal to hurt us, he reveals to heal so that we know, oh, okay, this is where I'm falling short. So I need to do A, B, C, D so I can get back up, you know? Um, so let's, let's make sure we underline that in our Bibles. Am I clothed in linen? Is my attitude clothed in linen? Can people really see that and experience that about me? Is my, word, my words that come out of their mouth, are they being formed by the water, the living water, the word of God or not? Verse eight, and I heard, but I understood not. This is very important while I round up um, because I want to finish with maybe about 15 minutes. I haven't got long. So, it's important for us to understand. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, may you take all the glory right now. Take all the glory right now. Let the atmosphere be still before you, God. Whisper, oh God, let your spirit whisper, Heavenly Father, to everyone who is on this um, Bible study session, God. Oh, Heavenly Father, did you know that God wants each one of us to make it into heaven? Did you know that each one of us, God desires that we would be those who would rise up to eternal life? Um, the whole reason God, God wanted this thing to happen, this group to happen, was that we can come together and edify each other. It's not for any other um any other reason if we go away after studying this word and we don't change our lives if we don't examine where have i got stains in my life that i can now start wearing linen if we don't get that out of the study i hate to say i wouldn't have failed but you would have failed yourself because we have to individually examine our own lives we have to individually examine our own lives. Somebody said, uh, I think it was Mike, if I'm not mistaken, or Wupe said the scripture where he's coming like a thief in the night. When the thief comes in the night, they come to your house. 
So each one of us is coming from different houses. We are the houses of the Lord, the temples of the Lord. When Christ comes, he's not showing up at the hill for everybody to come. No, he's showing up. He's omnipotent. He's showing up at everybody's houses at one time. So there's no way CNN can say, get saved quick, 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 quick. He showed up in Kitwe. He's not yet in Dola. No. When he shows up in Kitwe, he's there in New York, he's there in Wuhan, he's everywhere. So we have to examine our own lives. And I pray in Jesus' name. This, um, my heart is actually heavy with what I'm about to read now because here's the thing. Daniel says this in verse 8. This is Daniel. Okay, the, the prophet, the guy who told the king the dream that he had upon his bed because he sold it after he prayed to God. This is that Daniel. And he says, and I heard, but I understood not. How many people are alive today have heard the word of God? Even now, how many of us are hearing but lack understanding? And the Bible says that above all, get understanding. You see, you can hear something, but not get understanding. And that is dangerous. That is dangerous. To, to not, you know, we've all been to school. To hear something and not get understanding is very similar to getting the exam paper. You've read the question, but because you haven't understood it, even if you showed up to the exam, even if you showed up to class, even if you wrote down something, as long as it did not answer the question, it didn't address the question, you will fail. So Daniel is saying, I heard, but I didn't understand. Unlike the other times, they sat him down, they explained to him, what you're seeing here means that, remember those of us who were in there in the previous studies in verse 10, when, you know, he saw an animal with this head and that head, and he was asking, what does this mean? What does this mean? And the angel explained to him, oh, this means this, this means this, and this means the fourth king, and this means, but this time, Daniel heard but he didn't understand father god i pray in the name of jesus i pray this scripture into each one of your children including myself gathered on this call lord that when we hang up oh god it's your spirit that brings conviction god i pray that you would search our hearts any area of our lives that we are not understanding what we should be understanding god bring clarity whether it be in the area of relationships oh hallelujah father god wherever there's a lack of understanding in the home god i bring forth your spirit of uh, understanding to blow in this home that they would be understanding 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 lord let there be and that's understanding god oh hallelujah lord let there be understanding in uh, genesis the bible says that the spirit of god father god i thank you for your word 
Spirit. Let your Holy Spirit hover over every dark situation, God. That is a scripture I will hold on for life. Wherever there is a darkness, darkness is a lack of understanding. Lack of understanding brings arguments. Lack of understanding brings fear. Did I make the right choice to go this way? Did I make the right choice? But God, wherever there is a lack of understanding, bring light, oh God. Illuminate the minds of your children, your sons and your daughters. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray for the women who are on this call that God, you would help us have a submitting spirit, God, so that we would make it easy for the men that you have brought into our lives. May we not contend and fight them. Let us not, I rebuke the spirit of Delilah, God. The spirit of Delilah wants to destroy her man. The spirit of Delilah always wants to find out his weakness to expose it. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus against every spirit of Delilah that has come to gather on this call that it, it, in the name of Jesus be against you. In the name of Jesus. Father God, let there be understanding, understanding. I just sense fear. There's a fear that is in the men. I wonder if ladies, can you just uh, unmute the mic, the mic right now and start to pray for the men who are on this call because there is fear. There's a lot of fear and let's pray for our men right now. Just unmute the call and just begin to speak and pray however God will lead you. Father God, I come against the spirit of fear in these men. These men. Wherever they lack understanding in the heart, let them receive understanding. Our love and a sound mind. Father Lord, we pray for a soundness and mind. We pray for you. Jesus, you have said that in the love. when there is fear in the home the enemy can come in through the front door not even the back door <laughs> So we cover these men in the blood of Jesus, wherever there's a lack of understanding. Um, um, 
wherever there's a lack of understanding, somebody saying, I don't really know how to do this. I don't really know how to do this. They don't have a template. God, I ask for a heavenly template to be downloaded. It's not the end of the world. Uh, if, you, if you've never seen it done, you don't have a template, you feel inadequate or somehow less than, God is your heavenly father. Speak to him, Lord, I don't know how to do this and he will direct your path. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You, you, your heavenly father can override uh, what, what, what your earthly father wasn't able to do for whatever reason. But, you know, uh, the enemy wants to put fear in men when they don't understand something because he knows that if a man of the house can fear, uh, anything. Father God, help me, Jesus. Oh Lord, I pray that the door will have the blood of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus be at the front door and the back door and the windows, every single door seal with your blood in the name of Jesus, as you grow your sons to hear your voice, to hear your voice and receive understanding. And may the women not be challenging. May, they, may we not have this um, I know it all spirit. May we not, uh, um, yes, Lord, may we not come in contention with the men. May we learn submission in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, I thank you. I, ca I come against any spirit of fear, any spirit of fear. Fear will, will, will no longer live in the homes of the men who are gathered on this call in the name of Jesus. Going back to Daniel 12, verse 9, and um, thank you, Lord. And he said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are sealed. No, uh, so I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O oh Lord, that uh, what shall be the end of things? And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the world, words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of, so I just wanted to say that one thing I saw there when I read it is purification is equal to trials. Wickedness means no trials, which is why he's told that many shall be purified and made white. So if you want to wear linen, then you have to be ready for some trials. Your trial may be different from mine. My trial may be different from yours. But if you're going to wear that garment of linen, that pure uh, garment you're gonna need to uh, you're going to need to go through some trials uh, in Daniel uh, I think it's two or three we looked at how Shadrach Meshach and Abednego were thrown in the fire fire is a purification agent water the baptism is a purification agent if you want to wear linen and be pure, you are going to need to go through some trials. Sometimes when we read the word of God like this, maybe it's challenged you in an area. That's your baby now to pick up and go to God and say, God, how am I going to grow in this area? Because to hear this, 
and not prepare yourself to wear linen, you'll be answerable to God. Um, because he, to whom much is given, much is required. So we've come to study tonight, including myself, we all individually have to examine our hearts. Um, okay, we're doing good for time. So, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand. What that is basically saying is, wicked people are not even conscious that they're being wicked. They just carry on living it up. Oh, YOLO, everything is... Uh, just everything is everything. It just goes. There's no introspective. There's no, okay, let me stop and assess my heart condition. Why am I doing this? Let me assess my mind. Why am I doing this? Wicked people just carry on being wicked, wicked, everyday wicked. That's so they don't even understand. That's what the scripture is saying. In verse 11, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination of them that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. So you see, understanding the season means that you get to understand um, the time and the trial and the tribulation and how long the whole thing will last. You will not go, you will not want to access something before it's time. Blessed is he. It's so funny that I'm speaking like that when um, I went through a season of Lord. Yes, it's time. Jesus, Lord God, the word of God is so good. It will grow you real quick. Father God, I pray that each person who is on this call will genuinely and individually learn to fall in love with your word. Let us be the type of Bible study group that fall in love with your word, where not just one person is powerful and receives revelation, but all of us. And when we come together, God, we will be a force whew, that the enemy will be scared of thirsty Bible group. Anyone that comes from this group, wherever they go, God, Father, let them be a powerhouse, a power force, God. Why? Because they have the living word on the inside of them. Father, let the spirit of God and the word of God begin to bubble on the inside of us. Every single person, God, who has come out tonight, Lord, to hang out with you, not with me, but with you, God, for I have no food to give anyone that will make them hunger no more. I have no water to give no one, God, that will make them thirst no more, but you are the one who has the water and and the bread, Jesus, that will feed the people, feed them to the core. You meet them at the point of their needs. God, you know every heart that's represented on this Bible study. God, you know every heart that is represented on this study, God. You know every heart, every journey that has been taken. Oh, Lord, their mindsets, mindsets, God. Father God, loose the chains off of the pains. Loose the chains off of the brains of the people, God. Father God, let there be chains broken around beliefs, around money, 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 God. I come against every chain that is chaining your children around finances. Father God, I rebuke every thought pattern that comes against financial increase, Lord. Everything that is hindering the habits, 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 
patterns that are repetitive every year doing the same thing every month doing the same thing god may we not be spiritual people who are useless when it comes to financial management lord i thank you in the mighty name of jesus that god in this group will be millionaires millionaires not just financially but in their management of their millions god that god they will learn how to manage their finances oh that we will sow, God, that we will sow in a healthy ground. We will not sow in, uh, in barren ground, but God, grow our discernment. Discernment, I am asking for discernment for those who are, um, Father, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Somebody is trying to go into business, or maybe there's a few of you guys on here who are going into business or want to go into business, uh, let me, let's just, if you are, if you are not that person, then unmute your mic and let's pray for people who are going into business and want to go into business that God will give them wisdom and understanding of where they have to sow their money. Not every ground is healthy ground. Some ground may even be linked to Barack Obama. That doesn't mean it's healthy ground for you. So if you are, as long as you're not the business person, if you are the business person, don't unmute your mic. We're praying for you. But if you are, if you are not, then please unmute your mic and let's just spend some time to pray for those who are going into business that are gathered on this call. Um, let's just spend one minute, one minute, and then we'll come back. Father God, I thank you for all of those who are in business, who want to excel their uh, their business plan. Give them wisdom where to make money, where to show, which business partners to Rather that they will not solve ground. God, God, I just want to finish off with uh, verse 12 of Daniel 12. It says, Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. Wait till the end, 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 wait till the end. May we be patient, patient, patient people. But go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the day. Father God, we thank you for your word that brings life, 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 life 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 heavenly father life 
Father, I thank you for life, life. Um, there is a lot of, I see like, a, oh Lord, thank you. Um, you know, people on a, tr on a, a race track, a running track, each one in their lane and people have been running and some people have gotten tired and they're sitting down having like a sandwich one particular person having a sandwich but the the holy spirit is just warning against um comparison we are all on the race everyone running their race at their own space and their own pace it's not a competition i don't have to look at the next person and say oh they're running so i must get running no maybe it's my break time maybe it's my time to sit down and eat a sandwich so that when i finish eating i will have energy to run the race rest of my race there's a lot of comparison the holy spirit is actually just uh highlighting it to me there's comparison in this group the comparison has to stop because if you don't stop comparing yourself with your friend what will happen is your friend is equipped to keep running for an hour you are only equipped for 30 minutes at a time and that's fine you will both get there in your own time but the problem is when you now look at the one who's running an hour oh because they're running i will run to sit down have your sandwich energize your body so that you can run for the next 30 minutes that's how god has created you that's the gifting god has given you so i come against the spirit of comparison because comparison uh, is the same spirit as what's her name that's coming to mind jezebel she always wants her husband to have something that belongs to somebody else and she will get it she any means necessary i will get it if you're getting it i'll get it if that person has it they shouldn't have it i will have it so let's watch that spirit because it's not it's not a good one you will get up prematurely and start running when you should be having your sandwich because god is calling you to have your sandwich let the people who are running let them run when their time to have a sandwich comes maybe you'll be running and you can all wave at each other on the train and the running track and encourage each other. I remember the other day I went out running uh, uh, where I was spending my birthday. I went out running and uh, at, at a weird time, uh, my headphones stopped working. And this man, I ran past him. He said, go on, don't give up, keep going. And that's something that I do when I see people running because I realize how how much energy it takes my body to keep running for however long I plan on running. And so I was smiling. I was really encouraged that a stranger in a completely new place would understand. And it was really funny because my headphones stopped working and my music had stopped and all of a sudden I was feeling deflated. But there was something about him cheering me on that made me think, yeah, I can do this. And I was not, not far off my goal. So I shared that because when you are operating under the spirit of uh, comparison you will compare yourself even against your own sister who God has sent in your life to elevate to for you to elevate each other and the enemy doesn't want unity he wants to break this thing up he wants you to continue comparing comparing compare just sit there enjoy your chicken sandwich or whatever food god has provided for you 
when he knows that you have had your food to give you energy, he will tell you, it's now time to get up, continue running. But the problem is, you see me do this, you want to go do that. I see you do this, I want to go and do that. I'm not equipped to do what you're equipped to do. Neither are you equipped to do what I'm equipped to do. Run in your lane, run in your space. Because when you run in your lane, you won't trip over. Even if you trip over, you will know how to fix it because it's your lane. But when you step in somebody else's lane, ah, God, it's the biggest deception from the enemy because you know, everybody in their lane has someone they will pass the baton to. So if I am not running in my lane, when my time is up, the person who is, who is supposed to be taking over from me will never get the baton. Why? Because I was so busy looking at my sister over there wanting to do what she's doing. And then because she's running her race, the person who she was meant to pass the baton over will get the baton and carry on. So I say that because I'm sensing uh, a lot of comparison, even in Thirsty. And we have to examine ourselves because, because each one of us are so influential that God has called people in our lives that depend on us continue to run our race, continue to sit down and eat the sandwich when it's time. That's what I saw, I was seeing. So don't, don't, don't drop the sandwich quickly. Oh, because I see this person running. I've got to start running now. Stop it. It's not, it's not, it's not the spirit of God that is not anxious. The spirit of God is not anxious. The spirit of God came in Genesis and hovered over the surface of the earth. Why was it hovering? It was examining what was going on so that when the voice of God spoke light, it was what was needed because it said that the world was dark and full of void. So God is not going to be anxious. Oh, I need to do. No, 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 no. Stop it. We need to stop this and just run your race in your lane. Stop comparing because somebody at the end of the line is waiting for you to pass the baton on, but you are never going to do it if you're always standing there comparing. That's all I had to share today. I don't know if there's any questions, any objections, any additions. We've got about 15 minutes left to this session. Um, yes, Tammy, go ahead. Yeah, uh, that was a very uh, great lesson, Tula. And also, just to add on your concluding statement, uh, the spirit of always feeling like you are competing with other people right. makes you uh, hate people, actually. Yeah. It makes you grow some sort of hatred for people for no reason. And so you find that when you hate somebody, you will not want to learn anything from that person. Yeah. Because you constantly thinking they're competing or trying to be better than you. Yeah. Meanwhile, that person is just running their race. Yeah. And like we have been talking, uh, like we've been talking in uh, Thirsty about seasons, yeah. uh, main, that spirit comes in when you do not know what season you're in. And uh, once you learn and also understand to say there's time for everything, it helps get that spirit out of your system. 
because then you learn to appreciate the little things you have and also learn from other people. So when you appreciate the little things you have, even during this race where others, like you said, uh, maybe somebody's having a sandwich while you're running, you get to appreciate that and you wait for your turn. You know yeah. what I mean? But when you feel like you also need to stop and do what the other person is doing, you might miss out. You know, because along the way, there's always those little blessings that you might not see because then you're feeling like you have to reach uh the the finish the finish line before everybody else but then when you take in the whole process even the little things the little blessings that you might know the little blessings that are there that you might ignore when you're feeling like you're competing you get to see them and you get to appreciate so those people that you feel like you need to hit actually um teach you something and like i have always said um I think you have heard me say this, Twila, about everything just being like a marathon, you know? Uh, Other people stop for water, water break. Other people do a fast walk. You know, when you're jogging, sometimes you get very tired. And so you you don't want to stop. So you do the fast walk. But then eventually, again, you start running at your own pace, that is. It, Uh It helps you get back your energy. And then when you come back in the... In the marathon, you get to reach where you are going. So, number if you feel like you have to compete with the person next to you, or you have to get there before this person, or you're feeling pressured, you get to hurt people, you get to not appreciate the little things that are going to come your way, and you end up complaining. And as Christians, we have to stop complaining. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. Yeah, and just to add, and just to add on what Tambudzai said, um, we are all wired differently, you know, just as the body of Christ has its own um, function, but it's for the greater good of the functioning of the body, even individually, you know, we are wired differently, we have different giftings, you know, that adds and contributes the greater good, you know. So even our purpose, we have to understand our individual purpose, you know, our God-given purpose, you know, so that that will help us, you know, to stop this comparison, you know, things. So that is just very important. I just wanted to add on. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's um, Conde, right? I couldn't see the name when people were saying Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody got anything that they want to uh, share or uh, say or object to? Uh, I just also want to add on on this comparison uh, issue. I guess also, you also lose focus yourself. You lose track. Like you easily get distracted. Because, you know, if you're running the rest yourself towards something, and you pay attention to what your friend did, you want to actually use their strategy and forget about your own strategy, what you had planned. You yeah. Know? So it, you easily get distracted and just lose track. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
and uh, just a little contribution. I think uh, my husband will relate to this. So there's this series on uh, Netflix, 3% that we've been watching him and I. So um, there's something that one of the players had mentioned that I think uh, stands out also uh, adding to what Laokanji just mentioned. She said, uh, when you are competing, don't focus on other people because then you get to panic yeah. and you get to forget the whole essence of why you are in that game, you know? Yeah. And the words, the Bible tells us that we are the light of the world. We are the salt. It tells us also that uh, we have to operate pamo as a body of Christ. Ne? So number, um, the body, the body has different <laughs> <laughs> the body the way the body is you have eyes you have hands you have legs yeah. uh, they work they have different functions but at the end of the day they are all about running and doing the same thing like for example my brain would tell me i'm hungry and my eyes will see the food my hands will get the food and put it in my mouth and my mouth will chew down to my stomach all that you know at the end of the day it's uh, we are hungry and we need to feed. You know what I mean? So um, like my other sister uh, about working, knowing your purpose. At the end of the day, we work together, but then we, are, we have different functions. Yeah. And being also the aspect of being the salt. Salt is uh, very interesting. If you just look at it in a literal sense, mm-hmm. food without salt is horrible no matter how uh nicely it's been cooked it's not it it doesn't taste right you can't even taste to say oh it might look good in the on the eyes but then when you taste and there's no salt it's not nice also light when you're in in a dark place and somebody just shines even just a little light it helps you a whole lot you know Mm -hmm. so in our differences in our um special abilities or special races individual uh uh race we we are the salt and we are the light of the world so we are special and our races individually are special so we shouldn't look at the other person we should always look at I think we lost Tammy as I am the light of the world. I am mm-hmm. I see something. Yes, please go ahead. Thank you for that contribution, Tammy. Uh, yeah, so I need to say something. I'm not good at speaking anyway. I'll try. Um, this is my first time to attend this Bible study, and uh, I just love what has been happening. And, you know, the Holy Spirit led me to this Bible study. I always wanted to join, but um, I was kind of delayed. And I said delayed, it's the devil was trying to stop me from joining this Bible study because he knew that there's power in this Bible study. So from the time we started, um, I sensed the Holy Spirit in this Bible study. just wanted to say that. And I uh, just wanted to encourage everyone that uh, this is not just any Bible study but uh, God is actually moving in this place. And uh, we should take each word that has been said very seriously. 
And uh, many of the times we, we look at the word of God as if it's something that's not actually not happening, but these things are real. These things were written by the Holy Spirit. These, these things were written by God himself. So I just love the book of uh, Daniel. Who, and um, when I, when I saw, Who's speaking? Is it Wupe? Sorry, I can't I can't see the name. You'll have to tell me. Sorry. It's because I'm I'm on my phone. Who's speaking? Who's the poetic mind? Okay, all right. Yes, okay. got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay, let me let me let me let me just say this. Uh, there's an angel that has come to give a certain gift to everyone, to every believer. And I just want to tell people that uh, the gift of the same gift that Daniel operated, everyone can also operate in it. We just have to believe. Daniel had wisdom. Daniel had a certain understanding that no other being could understand. He was someone who'd uh, go into a certain government and just do certain things because he had God with him. Even us as believers, we can also operate in the same way, in the same, same way Daniel operated. And I just want to encourage someone in this place that there's an angel that God has released upon everyone that we should operate the same way Daniel operated. We can also do that. Since we're in the end time, God has given us wisdom to do greater things. So we shouldn't be deceived by fake prophets and fake miracles because we have the, the knowledge. The same way Jesus operated, we can also operate because Jesus said that at, at, uh, you, you operate, you do things more than I did in the last days. So let's just trust in God. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. And also I'd love to say thank you for that prayer you said where you prayed for us men. The spirit of fear, yeah, it has, I'm one of them. I'm one of them, I can say that. So, thank you very much for that prayer. That was awesome. last thing. Then I also wanted to say this: when we, when you're praying for when you're praying for business, uh, if someone who wants to buy a car, I don't know who's that person. Just believe God that that car is coming. I don't know who's Chansa in this group. Just wanted to drop that. Yeah. So thank you. I think I'm done now. Uh, does anyone want to buy a car in this group? Does anyone relate to what has just been said? Yes, please. Wonderful. Yes, please. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I'm going to get that car. Thank you. Yes, it's coming. <laughs> oh, Bishop, it's you. I just recognize your voice. That's very... Um, uh, hey, hey Bishop. Yes, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I thought you wanted to say something. I've loved the Bible study. I think there were so many amazing gems. And um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be coming back again. You've given me a thirst for more in this Bible study and a lot of points that you touched on mm -hmm. um, were very relevant to me and what, the things that I'm going through. So mm -hmm. I'm just like very grateful for this opportunity because even during COVID, God has even given us an opportunity to uh, 
meet together there's always a way with god yeah. it depends like how much we want it so i'm grateful and i hope all of you guys have been blessed from tonight as well and when i get my new car i'll uh, show you guys all <laughs> amen <laughs> trust you to say that thank you so much bishop <laughs> um uh yeah sorry. let me just so before joining this group uh because with me it takes time joining groups because <laughs> Sometimes it's hard joining. You don't know certain people. For me, was marriage. I was just sleeping, and then God showed me this group, and God saw that. I think I told you about that. Ah, uh, just we see, leave me, mark my words. You can even write this on your calendar, whatever. Just believe that God will bring that man that you have been waiting for this year, by the end of this year. Okay. Um, so we're having relationship goals um, session on the 28th. Those who are single can uh, mark the calendar for that and also be in prayer for that. But if God says that he will do something, then he will do it. So we give God the honor and the glory. Um, just as we are ending, does anyone want to share? I just need uh, I just need five people to really just share what they've learned through the book of Daniel. Whether you're joining us today, whether you've been there before, I just need five people that we haven't heard from. That would be quite nice. Well, actually, not me. Let me not say. Uh, yeah, let's have five people who ideally we haven't heard from, or if even if we've heard from you, but if we've heard from you, give chance to those who haven't spoken. Uh, just we're just gonna extend this by four minutes, so we should be out in four minutes. So just quickly, a few seconds. What have you learned from the book of Daniel? Go. Okay, may I speak? Uh, okay, uh, there's this thing, uh, this saying that goes, uh, the grass is always greener on the other side. But really what I have learned through Daniel is that the grass is always green when you water it. So uh -huh. let's stop comparing, let's stop looking at each other's people. Let's, let's study the word. And let us pray and, and fast and let us love God. By that, we are watering our grass, and the grass was always greener when you water it. Not on yeah. the other side, but when you water it, it's always greener. That's all. Is that Joe? Yes, please. Congratulations. Thank you very much. That's my brother, you guys. I'm so excited. Anyway, yes, the grass is always greener where you water it. That is so true. So, so true. Anybody else, please? Four more people. Okay, can I go? Please. From the time I joined, um, God is God. 
like he's just shown it over and over again through Daniel that he's God and everything else will pass but he still stands and there's nothing and no one can be compared to him mm-hmm. and lastly with what you say today employ the right man for the job yeah. in I think he's shown us over and over again through through Daniel that we should employ the right man for the job yes 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 mm-hmm. yes thank you for that doc amazing insight three more people um <clears throat> what i've learned in the book of daniel is um two aspects from we learn from the life of daniel he was very faithful he was very he's a man that honored god he is a man that fellowship with god and you could see the manifestation of God's power, you know, when we honor God, when we're committed to God, when we're faithful, you know, when we're, we live righteous lives. So God came through for Daniel in the furnace. He favored him, you know, even when he came to interpretation of dreams. And even the end, Daniel 13 talks about, and you, Daniel, be faithful to the end. That's then right. you you will die, but you you will rise to receive your reward at the end of time. So yes. it just shows how faithful Daniel was, and God acknowledged that. And you know, He said you will receive your reward because of yes. how Daniel was. So that's how we should live our lives. Like you said, let's examine ourselves. Let's be let's be faithful to God, you know, and just let's be righteous. Let's let let us look at our leadings, you know. So this is yeah, in totality, this is what I've learned from the book of Daniel. Amazing. Thank you, Kalubi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's Nkonde. Oh yes, I meant Nkonde. That's what I meant. In my head I said Nkonde. I don't know why I said Nkonde. (laughs) Um, okay, two more people. Go for it. Uh, can I go? Yeah, go this for it. Yes, go for yeah. it. Uh, what I've learned is, uh, especially God is faithful. And also, like, um, uh, we can still choose to be different even when everybody else decides to be, like, everyone else <laughs> like you can still set yourself apart for god even in a time where that seems like old-fashioned it seems so old like people will be like you're missing out but like from daniel's daniel's story and the three other three hebrew boys or guys you can say they are deliberate about being set apart for god so that's something that i picked and also that um that God is always with us. Just even when we think that He's not there, even when we when we, when we feel like He's not just there, He's with, with us. And sometimes He shows up in the heat of the moment, like He may be like, yeah. Then as in He, you just okay here. He He makes His presence manifest, like a time when they're in the in the furnace, and mm-hmm. also Daniel. Um, and also, like, we must be ready to, to defend our faith, to defend what we believe in God, even if it means being put to death. We must mm-hmm. not give up on, must not give up our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, God is gracious to 
bring to help us understand the seasons and times that we live in yeah yes amen to that amen to that one last person before we round off and close for the night hello uh, hello here hi we still so need a up it's been pending for months now <laughs> okay. okay so uh, i think what i've just picked there's been a lot but i'm just reminded of um having an excellent spirit yeah yes and just how it comes with consistency and being intentional about it it just doesn't happen automatically but you actually need to take deliberate steps each and every single day to ensure that you have an excellent spirit and then also just daniel's earnestness i think when we looked at chapter eight should have been chapter nine when Ilonge shared and just how we were talking about how when daniel came before the lord he was open, his confessions, how he just prayed, like he was so earnest that he brought himself out. It wasn't out of pretense, like he came, he brought himself fully to the Lord and he worshiped him in truth and in spirit. And just how earnest he was, how he asked for forgiveness, how he would just speak of, uh, of just, of just wanting forgiveness from the Lord for anything that he would have done and how he just opened up to the Lord each yeah. time that he came before him. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for your contributions. To end, I want to acknowledge the uh, word of knowledge that came through Rupe around marriage um, because there is a need for marriage in the group. I know that there's a lot of individuals that are trusting God for the same. Uh, so I'm not going to overlook that and pretend like I didn't hear because I think that, that God is intentional with, especially if you've made it out today, um, they, I'm, I'm, I just don't, especially nowadays, I've handed thirsty over to God that if we have Friday prayers or God says do 5 a.m. prayers or we have Bible study, I'm not chasing anybody. Uh, I just believe that whoever God wants to uh, make available to hear a certain word for that day, he will make them come in through the door. So you are not here by coincidence. Everything that was discussed today, we now have a responsibility to go away and implement it. And whatever God has said, if God has said, believe God for your car and you're believing God for your car, don't watch your words in the week. When your money goes low, something comes that threatens you getting that car, don't start speaking negative when a minute ago you were hoop-de-dooping saying, yes, praise the Lord. Um, if you're believing God for marriage, whether you're talking to somebody and they all of a sudden disappear, don't lose hope because God doesn't need that person to be able to stay. I know a God who can replace a soul just like that with a David, honey. So all I'm saying is if God has said it, let's believe it and let's just stay till the end. Like um, I think Conde mentioned in Daniel 12, 13, at the end, stay till the end, trust him till the end. And on that note, I want to ask the newlyweds in our uh, family, 
Joel and uh, Tammy, are they still here? Yes, they are. So I want to, uh, for the respect of the word that has come through for marriage, I want us to end this uh, Bible study session by asking the new couple that God will, I would like Joel to close the prayer, but Tammy, I wonder you both pray for those of us who are trusting God for marriage and just cement that uh, word of knowledge that came through Wupe. Tammy, pray for the women, whatever God will need, and then Joel, uh, pray for the men, whatever God will lead you, and then we'll go off and I'll see you guys um, on Friday for prayers. So over to you guys, the married couple. Okay, okay. All right, we pray. King of glory, heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace this hour of the evening with thanksgiving in our hearts. We worship you, we give you all the honor, we give you all the praise. You are an awesome God, an awesome Father. Amazing God you are. King of glory, we believe that you are the only true God, the only one deserving of all the honor and all the praise. Jehovah God, we want to bring our petitions and our desires unto your throne of grace. King of glory, we pray, I pray this evening for all the women in thirsty King of glory, that you bestow the blessing of marriage upon them. King of glory, I pray for them to have men like Isaac who knew to pray for their Rebecca. King of glory, I pray for a good man like Boaz, who no matter what circumstance came through, he wanted Ruth so bad because of the kind of uh, qualities that she had. King of glory, you are God and you are Father and your will takes precedence over our lives in all situations, King of glory. We believe in you, we love you, and we trust that your will over our lives will take precedence. Forgive us, King of glory, for all the times we have doubted, for all the times that we have forsaken your will, for all the times that we have decided to do things on our own. We are surrendering everything unto your hands, unto your throne, asking you to take over, King of glory. Holy Spirit, take over. We we are grateful king of glory that you have answered our prayer even before we ask because in your word you have told us that all we need to do is just ask because everything belongs to us as children as your children king of glory you know our desires you know our hearts you search us deep within our hearts like a double edged sword king of glory we ask you to grant us our hearts desires May the women in thirsty find good men, good husbands, King of Glory, men after you, King of Glory, men that want to live in accordance to how you have asked them to in your word, King of Glory, men of God, King of Glory. Thank you, Lord, for your will. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. We ask of everything and we leave everything in your hands through your son, Christ Jesus. We ask and beg and pray. Thank you and amen. 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 Shall we? Lord Jesus, I thank you this day for your love and your grace. Oh Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Master Maker, that you are God. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shama. 
El Shaddai, you are the Lion of Judah, the beginning and the end. Father, for you have spoken in your word that ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. O Lord, this night I ask for courage, O Lord. I pray, O Lord, that you may give courage to the men in this group. That they may no longer be afraid, O Lord. For you have given great responsibility, O Lord, to the male. And Father God, we know that the family that you blessed and blessed even in the beginning lies on the head of the man. And if the males, O Lord, are afraid and unkind and unloving, O Lord, then the family is shaken and the family is divided, O Lord. And therefore, Father God, I pray for the men that you may speak to their hearts, O Lord, that they may be gentle, their women, O Lord. I pray, Father God, that you may give them peace, that they may speak words of grace, O Lord. We bless your name, Master Maker. For you gave us, O Lord, a commandment, O Lord, a directive that men may love their wives as Christ loved the church. Father God, even unto their married, O Lord, I pray, Father God, that you may give the grace, O Lord, to these men that are seeking, O Lord, to marry, that they may love their women as you, Christ, love the church. But they may even die according to your word. I bless you, O Lord, I glorify your name. For I know, O Lord, that you have answered our prayer even before we ask. And I know, Master Maker, because in your word you've said that you knew us even before we were born. And therefore, Father God, for there is time and seasons for everything. And I believe, O oh Lord, in my heart that this is our time. And this is the time for the men and the women in this group. O oh Lord, I bless them with your word. I encourage them, O oh Lord, that this is their time. And that they may begin with you, O oh Lord. And may your will, O oh Lord, alone be done in each one's life as it is in heaven. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you for that prayer. Bless you both. And bless you everybody for coming out tonight. God bless you and uh, catch you on uh, Friday, those of you who are coming out to pray. Bye bye for now. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Bye. And that brings us to the conclusion of our study of the book of Daniel. What an amazing journey it's been right here at the Thirsty Bible Group. And if you missed any one of those chapters, my encouragement is that 
you would scroll through and listen from the very start of Daniel 1. I am so excited and I'm so grateful to God for, again, the speakers that came through and taught us the word of God. Why don't you stay tuned and look out for more information with what's coming up at Thirsty. But for now, my name is Twila Grace. God bless you. God keep you. And may his countenance shine upon you in Jesus' name.